You think you know me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case you don't, I am a 25-year-old piece of gold, the man of the hour. I'm the new man of the hour. Sorry, Leo Rush. I'm an Eiffel Tower power yet, and still I'm too sweet to be sour. I am an honorary Canadian. I am the Valkyrie King of the Great White North, the microphone messiah, and your current reigning, defending, undisputed bullet cast champion, just like Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong, and Adam Cole, baby. This title reign is hashtag forever undisputed. For life, brother. But you know I never do it alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jim and my Jay, the Totem Arn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the award-winning Out of the Raider, host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots, is the first ever and 10-time Bullet Cast champion, the Live Wire, Brandon Tanguma. How you doing, BT? Doing just fine, Philip. We're... Almost in the first month of 2021, Royal Rumble's coming. I've invested in so many stonks. I'm going to be so rich. GameStop, AMC, watch out for your boy. Oh, absolutely. All right. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Uh, I gave you a new nickname. How do you like that? No the idea where, that, the no idea where that came from. It popped into my brain right now. I was like, you know what? Let's let's roll with it. Let's make that happen. Woo-hoo! Yeah. All right. No, but uh, we, we got some fun today, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be watching a rumble while we do this. We're going to be watching the 2020 Royal Rumble. Um, yes, it was one of, the, one of the best rumbles I've ever seen, hands down. Uh, it took place a year ago. Well, I think the anniversary was, what, a couple days ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, while we uh, get through some, some things, we're going to uh, let you fire up your WWE network while you still have it. We got some stuff to talk about there. Uh, get it to... Two hours, 59 minutes, and 19 seconds. You should see a Booker T um, in a very nice blue suit about to sit down. So before before we press play, ladies and gentlemen, HD4 Life, uh, it's on Teespring. Good buddy Joe Guzman, he started this. It's a graffiti uh, t-shirt company. They, I've seen some of their artwork. It, it looks really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for him. I can't wait to see what uh, he's going to do with that. So again, hd4lifeteesprings.com. Uh, it's good. It's, it, it's some good stuff. You know, they, they have like different characters that, that they have um, portraying on, on these, uh, on these t-shirts and on this artwork. Um, Brandon, you, you might want to pick up a shirt, man. I might have to pick up a shirt because while we've been in quarantine for so long, I've been not been buying that much stuff. I need to update my wardrobe. So maybe I'm gonna have to check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big updates. Big updates. Uh, WWE Network has been sold to NBC Universal and WWE Network will now be on Peacock, uh, the streaming platform that hosts uh, it hosts the, the reboot of Say by the Bell. Well, that's like the biggest thing that's on there right now. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to our Bullycast Instagram. This is the most I've ever kept up with the story because, you know, it, 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 it affects it affects us so, uh, so, so, so much, so, so, so much. So here we go. Let's go to the Bullycast Instagram where I broke the story so I could read to you uh, a breakdown of actually what's supposed to be happening. So, 
Uh, the WWE Network app in the U.S. will be shutting down, uh, though it will still exist on its own in other countries. The entire library, including live pay-per-views, will be moving from uh, will be moving over to NBC's Peacock streaming services. All content, all current WWE Network subscribers will be uh, migrated over to NBC Peacock premium subscription with ads on March 18th. Peacock's ad-supported premium service, which includes WWE Network, is $4.99 per month. Uh, users can upgrade to an ad-free Peacock Premium Plus for $9.99. If you have Xfinity, guys, it's worked into your bill, so you can just sign up and it won't charge you anything extra. I did that last night. Shout out to Baby Huey from In the Click. He told me about that. So I mean, this is this is a huge move because WWE. They it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of sad. Like in the last seven years, they've had what 1.5 to 2 million subscribers on the WWE Network. Now they go over to Peacock. For this is like a five-year deal. They have like 22 uh, million subscribers ready to go, ready to see this content. And I was looking on Peacock last night. Some of that content has already been put on there, like uh, Steve Austin's podcast on the network, um, WrestleMania Rewinds, the best of WrestleManias untold, stuff like that. So, I mean, this is cool, man. It's interesting, but there are some qualms. I know, excuse me, Brandon, he has a, he has a big qualm with it. Should I go first or should you? Uh, you can go first. There's This is maybe – Maybe outside of COVID and the possible reopening of wrestling, this could be the biggest story of the year for wrestling. Absolutely. So my my big qualm is I was reading um, this could change by the time the, all the content of the network is officially on Peacock. But for live sporting events, you know how WWE Network, if you hop on like a pay-per-view late, you can do watch from the beginning. You can't do that on Peacock. If you want to watch from the beginning, you have to be there as soon as the pay-per-view starts. Like for us, it's what 4 p.m. PT, you, you know. So that, I mean, that's that's kind of my my big thing. Like, ah, man, like, what if I'm if I'm at work or I'm out doing something? You know, I I want to be able to like kind of go back and watch. I don't want to start right in the middle of the show. That's that's a big thing for me. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, that they 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 fix that before March 18th. Now, Brandon, you you have the biggest qualm of them all. Am I right? I, I do have a big qualm. I didn't even know about the whole start for the beginning live show thing, because as someone who will watch football and I watch some other sports and it kind of will bleed into uh, the WWE pay-per-view, especially like nowadays when there's football every Sunday, usually I'll watch all the, all the afternoon games and I'll, I'll start a little later into the pay-per-view, but I'll work my way in. So if that is the case, that is a big qualm. But the other big qualm I have personally is I don't have, I will, the only way I watch the WWE network normally on my TV is I have fire stick, Amazon fire, and right now, there's no Peacock app. So for me to access the network, I have to go through the web browser to do all that. So I know it's billion-dollar corporations can't get a deal done between NBC and Amazon. I don't know if WWE will be the reason for why they can do this. We shall see. But uh, there's just so many different aspects to really look at this deal. Five years, a billion dollars for WWE. I don't know. We don't know exactly what the whole deal is. Are there incentives to where they need to keep a certain number of subscribers or ratings or something or another? Because in theory, WWE doesn't really need to like try all that hard to gain subscribers. Yes, it is only in the, in the US, so they need to still do it internationally. But I mean, for right now, like WWE gets so much money from just t television deals, this network deal that they don't really need to like, uh, you know, appease the fans and do what the fans want. They have so much money coming in that Vince and whoever can just do whatever they want. And it really doesn't matter. So I think that's kind of something worrisome that we're going to have to wait and see exactly how that plays out. Also. Uh, I mean, there's just so many like 
tiny little things. And also because of the network, like not being its own thing, they aren't going to be doing a lot of documentaries, I think, as much now because they have the Peacock service and they don't. Because, I, I mean, the WWE Network is kind of like a, an addition to Peacock. So there's just a, a bunch of different aspects that you can really get at it. Philip, do you think because the network is going to be on Peacock that Vince and WWE will be a little more complacent and they don't have to appease the fans anymore or as much as they thought they were doing? Um. People are going to be mad. Need to, look, honestly, man, move it over to Peacock. Everything on the network needs to stay the same. The Untolds, the Chronicles, the the you know behind the match, all that kind of stuff. You know, the three sixty fives, all that stuff still needs to be there because people people really enjoy it. Like I I love it. Like we're going to talk about Bianca Belair's Chronicle in a little bit and uh, the Untolds and stuff like that just to get a sense of what people were thinking in these iconic moments. I love all that stuff. All that stuff needs to stay the same. It really does. You know, that's that's why a lot of people like go to the network and stuff like that. From my understanding, there will be, I think, some like layoffs within the, the network because some of the people from Peacock will be integrated into the network. So I, I would say they're not good because they, they don't need to put as much content on the WWE network as they needed to, because now it's technically half the price. And it's on Peacock. There's so much other stuff on Peacock that they need to do that they, that they have access to. And or so you know I, what? Sorry, they can still do like the Untolds and the Chronicles. Just put them on on uh, the YouTube page. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're never going to do any of them. I'm just saying they're probably not going to drop however many they do now, like, you know, two, three, four a month. Maybe it'll be yeah. like once a month. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. As long as we get more about main event Jey Uso, because, I mean, that, 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 that Chronicle is amazing. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to talk about SmackDown, and we are going to press play. I'm gonna see, see my see my Roku. See my Roku. I feel I feel I feel so much like a millennial with this thing. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? In five, four, three, two, one, press play. Here we go. Booker is sitting down. Beautiful, beautiful orange um, um, garments in the in the pocket, in the suit pocket of um of King Booker. This is exciting, man. I love the rumble. Who's texting you? Um, it's, it's, it's a boss from a job. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, so Brandon, tell us about SmackDown, man. What's going on? Well, this was the penultimate SmackDown before we got to the Royal Rumble and we have uh, Kevin Owens who was inserted into the main event or the universal title match we had a paul Heyman promo and they kind of say that oh paul Heyman, maybe he's he's gonna have a match and maybe he was maybe he wasn't but then uh owens gets one over on reigns puts him through a table so back to back weeks we have roman selling and he's getting some comeuppance finally sorry i was making a text message uh yeah kevin owens did get some comeuppance uh ladies and gentlemen i have to talk about the promo with Paul Heyman, it was beautiful, man. It was, I I loved it, you know. Like I'm from New York, I'll whoop your ass. You disrespect my tribal chief. Lo- love that, love that so much. Um, I mean, congratulations to Kevin. You know, it wasn't the same thing of him getting beat up as I'm watching the Beast Incarnate, the WWE Champion at the time, make his way into the Rumble at number one. Uh, yeah, man, it, it, it was different. A little bit of comeuppance. Can't wait to see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we all know what's going to happen. Like, we, we all know what's going to happen at the Rumble. We, we, we know what's going to happen. 
it was a nice like oh maybe he could do it you know that's that's basically what they were doing yeah i mean paul Heyman doing his thing i think he's been cutting much better promos than what he was doing with the, the back end of with him and brock lesnar and the whole you know i'm from new york so i know how to fight i mean i think like every new yorker has said that at least one time in their life like i'm from new york i'll fight you i'm from the streets yes like, like, like what taz, taz is doing yeah exactly brandon do you belong to the streets I think we've had this discussion. I don't belong to the streets, but, but I'm a, but, I'm, you know, I'm associated with the streets. Oh, he's associated with the streets. No. Um, I heard something on Sam Roberts podcast. Um, is, uh, is Roman the current Jordan uh, of the wrestling world? Oh, uh, he started okay. wearing them recently. And these are from, from, you know, I'm not a sneaker guy. You're a sneaker guy. So, so is Sam. And he said, these are Jordans that haven't been on the shelves in years, you, you, you know? So I'm, I, I don't know. I don't we know. All know. We all know. I don't the top sneaker head in WWE is the one and only Shane McMahon, the best, the best in the world. I mean, but he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not on camera right now. The top sneaker head is whoever was on camera. And right now that's Roman Reigns. He didn't just start wearing Jordans for no reason, man. You know, you, 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 you heard you heard the stories about how Jordan wanted everybody to be at his level. Roman's doing the same thing. He wants everybody to be at his level while I'm watching Elias walk down the ramp playing a guitar. So I don't know. That's what he do. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, moving no, no, on. No, but no, 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 but seriously, seriously, no, no, let's get back. Let, let's stay on this topic. I mean, you, you heard about people, you know, like when they were on the court with Jordan, they were, they, you know, their stock rose. Apollo Crews, all he did was sit next to Roman. Stock went up a little bit. I love all this stock talk. Yeah. You know, you know, check out that GameStop t- stock. That's where it's at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I mean, what, what do you think about that, though? What do you think about that? It could be argued that Roman is, is doing the best work in wrestling. And when you're doing the best work and you're the top dog, one can't compare oneself to Michael Jordan. But Absolutely. is he the greatest of all time, like Michael Jordan? No. Well, I mean, how long, how long was Jordan's career? How long was Jordan's career? Like uh, the, the Bulls and the Wizards, how long is that? Cumulative. How long is that? I, I want to get. I want to get exactly correct. When his Roman's been doing this since what 2010? He's only been in like 10, 11 years. Ooh, when you Google Michael Jordan, it doesn't say basketball player. It says businessman because he's not a businessman. He's a business man. Or hey. we should. Or you know what? We, when did Jordan get on that on that level? Like when did he get to that top tier level? Because I think that's that's where we need to add add it in. He Roman, was drafted, he was drafted in '84, but okay. I would say he wasn't the god until like '89, '90. Okay, so five then, years in. Okay, so '89, '90, and then he when does he actually retire? Like '01, right? Well, he had that little break in the middle. Oh, okay. So I mean, give me a cumulative like 10, 10 something years of being that dude, of being that guy. Am I right? Thereabout. Okay, Roman. He hasn't been that guy. Like, really in the groove since, like, maybe 2016. So, 17, 18, 19, 20. And we're just about to hit the fifth year. Let's give it another five years and we'll come back to this. Discussion. I mean, I don't want to start a LeBron-Michael Jordan debate right now. But, I mean, 
if you want to be like technical, LeBron has been the guy for longer than Michael Jordan has been the guy. He's been well, the guy since. Well, like that's the, that's the thing. You could make that conversation. Like Rock was the dude, then Cena came in and he had a longer tenure. That that's the Jordan LeBron debate. There could could we call Roman Kobe? Could, could we do that? Is that possible? We we had the one year anniversary of Kobe's death. R.I.P. to the Mamba. Could we do that? I'm getting I'm getting very confused on who's what and who's who and I don't know, man. I saw a video like saying that Charlotte was the Drake of the women's division and Sasha Banks was J. Cole. All hit albums, no features. I don't know, bro. Who's the James Brown of the men's division? Could, could we say Ric Flair? Who's the Michael Jackson? Could we say Shawn Michaels? I don't know what's happening. Daniel Bryan's the Dwayne Wade. Oh, 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 he, he, he's who, who's Harden? Who's Lillard? Who's who's Curry? You know? Who, who, who's Draymond? I need to know the who's who's Zion. I need to know James who, Harden. Who's Yao Ming? Is Tessa Blanchard? Oh, oh, damn. Okay, okay. I see. Who's Yao Ming? Who's Vera Zhao? Like, I need to know these things. You're just and, throwing out. You're just throwing every single NBA name you know. I, I mean, look, man. You know, as I see Eric Redbeard get eliminated, you had me for a second, and then you just threw out Anderson Verajao. I was like, okay. I was, I was a Verajao guy. All right. I, I, you know, you know, I, I, I like people that people don't normally like. I like to give people a chance. Back to SmackDown, Brandon. What else happened? Well, we had Sasha Banks defeating Reginald the Chamalier of Carmella, which we told you last week that Reginald is actually a wrestler. Didn't exactly play it up like he's the, uh, you know, the best in the world by any means, but Sasha Banks gets the win as she should have. Um, Athletic as all hell is the sommelier. Does he have a future in this business? I, he, he just might, you know, liaisons like we, we have a little, little inklings of, of athleticism and, and, and agility when, when the time is right. I mean, this guy was just doing it for no reason. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I, I loved everything about it. I'm not, I, normally like I, as I've gotten older, I'm not really a f- fan of the flippy ish, but I, I could watch him do the flippy ish all day. Yes, sir. Because he's the sommelier. Then finally, we had the obstacle course race where Sasha or not Sasha Banks, Bailey and Bianca Belair went up and did kind of the old school NXT route. They did an obstacle course and uh, Bailey did her thing. Bianca Belair definitely did her thing. Obviously, Bianca Belair's thing was maybe a little bit harder. She uh, carried Otis, which is the big old thing everyone's talking about on the old internet. And yeah, so this was just kind of a, a segment to get over how athletic and how much of a beast Bianca Belair is. And we'll talk a little bit more about it when we talk about her chronicle. Could but, you, uh, yeah. did you carry Otis? Uh, probably not, especially now in my quarantine soft doughy body that I am right now. I, I, I you're, you're not rock hard like like Jake Hager. Not rock hard. I mean that's that's a different discussion for a different okay, day. Okay, all right. Um, I, oh, I'm I'm old. I'm old now. I don't, I don't think I could carry Otis. Like maybe, maybe, maybe like two years ago, I, I could probably carry Otis, hands down. Uh, the obstacle course it was fun. You know, it was interesting. It was, it was different. I uh, I like that. I like I liked all that. All right. I guess this is where I pick it back up. I'm going to outside of the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, Bay Area's own. What, 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 from East Palo Alto, what, what did Moxley say? Oakland's the most violent. <laughs> uh, he was on AEW Unrestricted Podcast with Aubrey Edwards and uh, Tony Schiavone. And, you know, they just talked about the journey or whatever. And, you know, he had had some uh, tryouts at WWE. He's been in extras. We've seen when WWE comes out here to uh, the Bay Area. And, you know, he's popped up on Dark and WWE's like, hey, you know, maybe there's something for you. And he basically said, nah, bro. Like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm not boo-boo the fool. 
as you know, his grandma would say. So, you know, he, uh, he stuck it out with AEW, but I think it was a better choice for him. Would you agree? I would definitely agree because if he was in NXT in the performance center, he probably would be just training. Maybe we'd see him in NXT by now, but he's definitely gone from being, he, he's gone a long way from being Britt Baker's, whatever bodyguard security guard to now being one of the main focuses of a uh, team Taz. And I, this just kind of sounds like something WWE would do and kind of not committal to, to a wrestler, but then once a AEW shows interest or another company will show interest, they're like, you know what? Maybe we'll throw some money at him just to, just to take him away from the, other. I mean, that's kind of what it seemed like. It seemed like we don't really want him, but we don't want the other promotion to have to want him or have him. Yeah, that, people said that about WWE when they just started signing up everybody from the indies. Like, nobody else can have them. We want them, you know? And I think for the most part, a lot of those people have been used fairly well, would you say? I mean, it kind of depends on what you mean. It's fairly well. Kevin Owens, Ricochet. I mean, well, Kevin Owens, I would say, has been used better than what he's been, but he definitely that's, that's is true. not the top-tier guy that he could have been. I mean, Kevin Owens, let's be honest, probably should be in Drew McIntyre's spot right now. But he doesn't look like Drew McIntyre, so that's why he's not. Okay. okay I see. And then Ricochet, it's just that's a whole different discussion. That's that 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 is that, that, kinda, that. It's, there's kind of levels. There's like Kevin Owens and Bailey, where it's like, you know, they 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 do good stuff. They're not completely buried, but they're not as big as they could have been. Then there's like Ricochet, Apollo Cruz, uh, I mean, even I mean, I'm not saying Otis, but, you know, kind of those other wrestlers that had some had some buzz in NXT and on the indie scene. And then it's like they haven't done anything with them. Absolutely. Oh, Kofi Kingston's in the Royal Rumble, baby. Love it. Love to see it. All right, Brandon, uh, the Undertaker calls the WWE locker room soft. Yes, he did call the WWE locker room soft. And this was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Did this uh, last week. Probably could have talked about it last week, but it definitely kind of gained traction uh, during the weekend. And Drew McIntyre responded to those claims and i mean it's pretty much what what it says here undertaker calls the locker room soft kind of saying oh you know back in my day we were different and we were more hardcore and if maybe if we had a little bit more of that in the locker room today then uh, he didn't say like oh it would be like a better company or it'd be more successful by any means but you know kind of hinting it like that and i'm i didn't like this from the undertaker especially because he comes back to that locker room takes a paycheck he has no problem with that but then also if you look back at the at that locker room those locker rooms weren't exactly the best of times and the best uh atmosphere i mean the miz is like the the oldest guy in the locker room now he was in those locker rooms with the undertaker he got kicked out he was you know blackballed and nobody wanted to be with him and now we see all the wrestlers kind of being fun. They're all buddy-buddy. They play video games. But on the other hand, I kind of do wish we had a little bit more outlaw, but I'm not saying – I'm not putting the blame on the wrestlers. I'm putting more of the blame on the company and kind of having that glossy attitude towards wrestling and the way they promote and keep their aesthetic. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, Oh, Ray Mysterio's in the Royal Rumble now. Um, I mean, I haven't heard Rogan's podcast. I don't listen to Joe Rogan because he's not better than I am. But, um, I, 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 could we say the product is soft? I mean, it's PG. It's not as gritty as it once was. Sure. Uh, I'd honestly, I'd have to really listen to the podcast to 
give, give a firm statement about this. Yeah. That's yeah. uh you know that that that's up to you, but I, I just feel like th- this wasn't a good look by Taker, just because he he calls the locker room soft, but yet he'll come back to that same exact locker room, collect a paycheck, do nothing about it, and then you know there's all these terrible. I mean, like the women, like the women in the locker room, whatever, fifteen twenty years ago, were not treated the best, and now there's a lot more women. It's a lot better, you know, culture over there. So. I, I kind of agree, like, his overall sentiment. Like, I wish there was a little more edge to WWE just as a whole, but kind of the micro things of the locker room and everyone playing video games instead of smoking cigarettes and taking pills, I'm kind of glad that's out of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can play video games and be fine. Be, be Even though I will fun. say that picture of John Moxley smoking a cigarette with the thing of Jack Daniels. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, those guys, they should, I mean, they still like go to the bar and, you know, go, but they're, they're not as aggressive as they were back in the day. You know what I mean? Uh, Renee Young returns to WWE. She will be uh, returning to backstage. I guess that got picked up again. Good for her. Good for Renee Ney. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, RIP to Rod McMahon, the brother of uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know, when Vince's limo blew up. Oh, Big E's in the Rumble now at number eight. When uh, Vince's limo blew up back in 07, you know, Rod was supposed to come on, be an on-air character, and uh, take take over the company. But, you know, that couldn't happen because of the Benoit tragedy. Um, apparently, this is the one per- person from the McMahon family that uh, Ryback actually liked. Put up a, a, a tribute tweet to him. When he passed away a couple of days ago, I guess that's a a good thing that I, that Ryback I, likes him. I guess or is that I, a, I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's the one member of the McMahon family he actually likes. So I don't I don't know. I don't even know how he would become friends with him. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, Bianca Belair's Chronicle, Brandon, tell me about it. Well, yes, Bianca Belair had a chronicle on the WWE Network just dropped, and it was about a half hour in length, so not too much. You can kind of just plop down and and watch it. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, They go, I mean, most of the stuff, like the interview aspect, took place just like a few weeks ago, like at the beginning of January, and she talks about going from NXT on her takeover, then going in the Royal Rumble, and then kind of getting the announcement that she's getting moved up and she talked about her life as a track athlete and she was always kind of a bigger, more muscular woman. And the, she had an eating disorder. She had bulimia and her, she kept it hidden from her family. She goes to college. Then her college coach was like, you know, we wanted that same girl from high school and you're just not that same girl. And then she goes down the bulimia path again. She was at South Carolina, but then she goes back home to Tennessee and uh, races or does track and field there. And then she finds CrossFit and then that ends up with Mark Henry sliding in the DMs. She trains with WWE and we're here today. And it was, I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I don't really know too much about her uh, personal life. So the, you know, the mental disorder, the eating disorder, that was kind of eye-opening to me. And then I I like the ending where she kind of talked about how she has a responsibility. It's kind of, it's a lot of pressure, but she, she enjoys it about like, you know, trying to be a strong black woman. And she's not just like one thing. She's not, you know, just this quote unquote, you know, stereotype or she's just one thing. She's multiple things and she's, you know, kind of carrying that. And she's, I think she's doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by Bianca Belair. I mean, you know, she's a, uh, 
I mean, there's a period where she wasn't even on Raw for the longest time. I think SmackDown is the better the better fit for her. And you know what? Hey, I'm telling you guys right now, she's my pick for the Women's Rumble. You know, she's one of them. Because like, like I told Brandon off here, we're doing two picks for each Rumble. One from Raw, one from SmackDown. She's my uh, female pick from SmackDown. And her versus the boss at WrestleMania? I mean, come on, man. That's 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 money. You know, she and you can see like the little interaction with Vince, you know, he, he seems pleased by her. So uh, I, I think there, uh, there there could be some really, really uh, good things going on. You know what? Let's say Bianca wins the Rumble and she faces Bailey at a whatever boo boo the fool pay-per-view they're going to have before the Rumble. Puts her t- Rumble opportunity or WrestleMania opportunity on the line against Bailey and beats her clean smack dab in the middle of the ring. I think that would uh, really elevate her moving into a potential uh, championship match with the boss. I wish WWE like put these types of things on their regular shows, especially with Raw with three hours. They can run so long, and we don't need all those nonsensical matches, anything like that. Just you don't need to put the whole half hour show. Just kind of like splice it up, put it like into different parts, or put in like ten minutes of one of the wrestlers having these interviews. And I think it would just do so much more than a eight minute throwaway 50-50 match. Absolutely. Uh, as we watch Shelton Benjamin enter the Royal Rumble at number 10, Brandon, it's amazing to me. This was in January of 2020. You fast forward like what, eight, seven, six weeks, and then the world shuts down? Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about it on the Royal Rumble preview, but I mean, we've gone through this pandemic for almost a year now, and it's like the Royal Rumble is the last thing that we have to experience without any fans, which it's something it's going to be something i'm i'm intrigued to see how they pull it off uh i i, I hope they go with the uh the dugout um feel of it or whatever and like you know just kind of change it up man don't make it don't make it the same you know as we see shelton benjamin and brock lesnar hug when brandon and i see each other that's when we embrace each other isn't that right mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen this day in wrestling paul bear makes his wwe debut on this day in 1991 uh, we have the Royal Rumble from impose my face on Brock Lesnar and uh, Phillips on Shelton Benjamin. I can actually do that with the reface app. I should do that, huh? There you go. I put my face on Roman and then Vinny, I put his face on Heyman. It, it, it was funny. He asked you to be the other way around. I told him, nah, bro, you, you, you know your role here. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Paul Bear's WWE debut in 91. Royal Rumble 2007. Uh, this is the one where Taker wins and then he and Sean have that Oh, that beautiful little little singles match, and uh, it, it, at the end of the rumble, and uh, it, it would involve Sean trying to hit a super kick and Taker catching him and throwing him over the top rope. Royal Rumble 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura won that one, and then of course Oscar won the first ever women's rumble, and that rumble was a, it was really good. I, I watched the rumble roundtable that they had. Speaking of Shinsuke, he's entering the rumble at number eleven, IC champion at the time. That a uh, women's Royal Rumble roundtable on the network. It's like what Sasha. Charlotte, uh, Mickey, and Natalia. That, that was really cool. That was really fun to watch. Rollins in 2019. I think Braun Strowman wrestles Drew McIntyre. Uh, we had some birthdays. Shark Boy. You remember him? You remember him? Shark Boy? TNA? And Lava Girl? Oh. No, no, no. He he dressed like a shark, but he did like Stone Cold's gimmick. Taylor Lautner? No. Oh. No, no. He's 45, which is unbelievable. Sheamus is 42, and Sonata is 32. Happy birthday to all these people. Any thoughts on those Royal Rumbles, Brandon? Uh, no, not really. I did watch the Royal Rumble 2019 yesterday. Fantastic. A lot of really good just singles matches. You had Asuka and Becky. You had Ronda and Sasha. Then you had the two women. They had the two Royal Rumbles. 
great show. Would you say that the uh, singles match between Asuka and Becky from 2019 was better than the 2021? I'll have to go back and see, but I did enjoy that 19 one that, that I saw. Absolutely. All right, fan mail. Woohoo! Oh, Shinsuke kicking Brock Lesnar in the head. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, Brock knock. We, we could get there, man. That, that'd be interesting. I'd love to see that. Uh, Alfie Lewis. <laughs> Philip, bro, uh, kind of like you talking about sports. Thoughts on Brady going to the bowl again? Um, I mean, what is this, his 10th bowl? He what, what, doesn't have like six rings. I mean, come on, you know. California boys, this is what we do. This is what we do. In high-pressure, high-stakes situations, we go to the main event, and we win. Brady does it. Oh, MVP's entering the Royal Rumble. Dwayne The Rock Johnson did it multiple times in the WWE. This is what we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. First time ever that a stadium will host a Super Bowl and WrestleMania in the same year. That's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Is it not? Is it not? So interesting. Should have been... Should have been in LA this year, but you know it's yes, coronavirus. It's it's, it's gonna make it's gonna make you know the one in two years worth worth even more. You know, absolutely. All right, let's move on from that. We have a lot of fan mail today. Jack of all trades. WWE continuing to make big moves with their Peacock deal. Hope that doesn't have any major changes to the network besides location. I mean, we already talked about that. A Nigerian prince. Okay. It's been a year since Kobe and his daughter tragically passed away along with the others in that uh, crash. Uh, then it didn't seem real. And a year later, it still doesn't rest easy. Young queen and rest up King. Yeah, man. I mean, it that, you know, you know what it, it's, 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 it's kind of, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's awkward in saying this, but this is the truth. Uh, so, somebody's star power truly isn't really measured until they die. You know what I mean? Like we've always heard how people are more valued in death than they are in life when they're when they're a celebrity or a public figure. I mean, time kind of it, it. There was a different feeling in the air. Absolutely. I mean, I could I can remember a handful of times when a celebrity has passed away and like it feels different, like a James Brown or a Michael Jackson or a Prince, and now now Kobe Bryant. Uh, Brandon, what do you how how do you reflect on uh, the life and career of Kobe Bryant a year after his passing? I mean, it's a sad, sad day. Happened on this day, Royal Rumble 2020, and Kobe had absolutely no ties to WWE, never did any appearance or anything for the company, but yet he was such a big star and it was such a big deal that day that they kind of had to acknowledge it. They had a little banner for him. And I, I mean, I remember like almost like it was yesterday that, uh, you know, last year I, I was on the couch. I was like, there's no way he died. And then he did. And then I, th- I threw on, I don't have a Kobe jersey, but I have a Ricky Henderson jersey, 24. So I threw that on, went to the dollar store without a mask back in the good old days and uh, did the whole, you know, watch the Royal Rumble. And I, I mean, still, like, I think it's more the shocking nature of it. Just that I think that might be one of the biggest celebrity deaths that's ever hit me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, like I wasn't a basketball fan or whatever, but, you know, I put up a tribute post or whatever. And I mean, like I was sitting in uh, my kitchen when I was living with these roommates and one of them was like, Kobe died. And we're like, wait, what? We all, we all go on our phones and laptops or whatever. Like, Oh my God. Like it, 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 it did, it did feel different. There was a different atmosphere in the air. You know, that's cause that's just how much of a mega star uh, you are um, at, after when you die. And that's uh, it, 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 it's wrong to put it that way, but it's the, it's the truth, you know, certain celebrities are valued more in death than they are in life. And that's, that, that, that's, that's horrible to say, 
but it's 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 actually kind of the kind of the truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on from that, Alfie Lewis. Favorite Royal Rumble for me, it's 2007, the little match that HBK and Taker had just makes that match so epic. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, Brandon, you have a favorite Rumble? Trying to think what my favorite Rumble is. I couldn't think of any, like, of the current ones like actually watched live. But I think if I'm going to pick one, I think I'm going to go with 2000. 2001. I really like that one. Or 2002. One of those two. Oh, the one, the Triple H one? Why, why do you really like those? Because, I mean, the star power, just so many. There's, especially like in 2002, they have the WCW people come. Mr. Perfect was in that one, too. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. I hear he was absolutely perfect. Uh, um, I don't know if I have a... I think 2008 might be my favorite rumble because that's when Cena came back. And, you know, that's I mean, this one Super Cena was starting to get in full effect. And, you know, people were like they popped massive. Like, I know they started booing a little bit later, but hey, man, they popped when his music hit. And he came back at number 30 because he was supposed to be out for like six months. He came back in three. You know, like that's just the the power of John Cena. I think I think that's probably my favorite rumble because like the look on Hunter's face, like, damn, I got to deal with you again. You know, like I, I thought, I thought that was really cool. So that, that's that's one of my favorites. And I mean, this 2021, it might, be, it, it, it's probably my second favorite. It was just, it was just so good. It was just so, so, so good. All right, uh, who do you 420? Who do you? Hey, mate, CNT having problems last night. Uh, handed the NXT, handed NXT a lead in the ratings war. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean TNT. It was a, I, I don't know what was going on. Like I, uh, I didn't see a couple of matches. Brandon's gonna lead the AEW talk for today. So maybe he saw things that I didn't. What happened? I I I had no issue, so I'm confused on what's going on. Oh, it was like cut out. Like you, like the um for some people, like they didn't even see Kingston versus Archer. That's why they had to throw it on YouTube. And uh, like some people didn't see Garrison and uh of the Varsity Blondes go up against Jericho and MJF and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, I recorded uh, it. Watched it later. Had no issues. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the it's live just stream. like maybe it's just my luck because I know everyone was having issues with the uh, Conor McGregor fight on Saturday, and I watched the entire card live, so must he be got, me. He got slumped. He got slumped, don't, bro. I don't want to talk, talk about it. Hey, hey man, Roman threw a little dig at him, you know. You know when when Conor was talking that issue about WWE, Roman said he was the size of his leg and just shut up. And then I, I forgot what he put on. Uh, he threw on social media after Connor got slumped, but uh, Connor versus Roman, we, we we down for it. Everyone's saying, I mean, Seamus, I think, said that he thinks sooner rather than later with Connor McGregor. I don't know, and I mean, with Rhonda, she had such a love for it that I could always see it. With Connor, I never exactly know what his feeling on wrestling is. So, if I mean, they got a, they got that NBC money now. So, and maybe if NBC like straight up buys out WWE. Never know. You never know. Ricochet entering the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar just eliminated Braun Strowman and Keith Lee. Here comes Ricochet. Didn't Ricochet have a he had a WWE title match after this, right? Yeah. And he got squashed in like 10 seconds. Yeah, there we go. That, that's right. That's right. My point exactly with how they treat Ricochet. I mean, do, was he really going to beat Brock Lesnar? Bro? Like, come on, dude. He could have done. I mean, could have done a little bit more with them. I mean, uh, that's, that's a lot. All right, uh, Dan, Shaq's, uh, Shaq's uh, trash talking is hilarious. 
Shaq is just a big goof. Also, have you guys ever been starstruck by a wrestler? For me, it was when I met uh, Arn and Tully, my favorite tag team of all time. Four Horsemen for Life. Ah. Uh, trying to think. Uh, you, you know what? I have. This is before I started podcasting and all this other stuff, man. Uh, I met Shawn Michaels. Uh, it was what? What? 2015. I'm looking at the bag he signed. I mean, it was like, I didn't know what to say. Cause like that, I think he's the greatest of all time. You've heard me talk about that to death on this show. Like he, I think he, I think he's tremendous. And for me to like, get to like, like see him face to face. I was like, Whoa, this is, this is trippy. Even though I'd met wrestlers before, like before him, like I met Jericho before him and stuff like that, man. But it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was cool, man. And I think I wasn't starstruck when this happened, but I was like kind of just soaking in like how cool it was. When I got to hang out with Jericho after the concert, like, oh, this is pretty cool, man. You know, other than that, like, I think Sean's the only time I've ever truly been starstruck. What, Brandon, what about you? I wouldn't say like I've ever been starstruck, but I'm just like an awkward person. So when I do these like meet and greets, I never know exactly what to say because I just feel weird saying like, oh, you were I remember this time when you did this thing. That was so great. And then what are they supposed to say back? Yeah, I remember that. So for the most part, like I am just kind of like quiet and awkward about things. But I mean, it's fun. I know. I mean, I don't get starstruck, but there are some some cool moments where I'm like, oh, you know, that's nice to meet Ric Flair and uh, some other people. But I think maybe Ric Flair, just because he was like my first real big name that I ever met. So, that oh, was my like, God, Drew McIntyre just eliminated Brock Lesnar. Did you see that coming? No, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. After a low blow from from Ricochet. Yes, yeah. You, you say. I mean, you met Flair. I want to meet Flair. That's that's on my list, dude. I, I want to meet the goat. I, I think it was, there was like some women behind me. So he was like not cold or like mean, but he just like was being quiet and didn't really say anything. But then of course, when the ladies came after me, then he was all you know hot and bothered. So hopefully, I should have let the women go in front of me. So then he was in a good mood. What What'd you say to Rick? I don't even think I really said anything. Like, hey, how's it, how's it going? Like, like yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah. I was because I remember I, I watched like him versus Carrie like in the Superdome, and I was almost gonna bring that up just randomly, but then that's my awkwardness coming out. I was like, what is he gonna say? Like, oh, like that's a deep cut, brother. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude. When I met, uh, I, I briefly met uh, Steamboat at Starcast. I was taking a picture for my friend, and I, I got to shake his hand real quick. I was like, "You and you and Savage is one of one of my favorite matches." And my dumbass, I shouldn't have said that. He was like, "Oh yeah, I hear that a lot." I'm like, "Like of course you do. Of course you hear that a lot." What was I thinking? I should have talked about him and Austin from Clash of Champions in what '94 for the U.S. title because that's that that doesn't get enough love. That that that's an awesome contest. One of my favorite Steve Austin matches, Brandon. Yeah, that's for you, bud. I know you're big Steve Mark. All right, Embrata's Day X. Oh, he did some amazing artwork for my friend Vinny. I put it on the – I think I put it on the Bullet Instagram. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, I, like, that, I know that guy. Yeah, that's one of my favorite artworks that he's ever done. Like, that, that's super cool. Give this guy a follow, guys. He's awesome. Uh, why are they having backstage announce who will be in the – who will be uh, the number 30 spot in the men's uh, and the first and second spot of the women's Royal Rumble matches? Do they have some kind of angle in mind, or are they just running – are ruining the fun of guessing who it'll be. I mean, the number 30 spot in recent years hasn't really ever truly been shocking. You know, like I think that like Triple H, maybe that was the most shocking one when he won the ooh, ooh, uh, future shock by McIntyre to Miz. I mean, when he, uh, 
when uh, when Triple H won the title in 2016. Other than that, man, like it's never it hasn't really been shocking. You know what I mean? In the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I mean, most of the shocking we haven't really had like a shocking. Mo- I mean, we had Edge, but I mean, most of them are just like legends returning. It's not, you know, something like at 30 where John Cena or some person who's been out for a long time returns and you have like you want us to think that they're going to win but i think it's just kind of one of those things that we have such high expectations sometimes that it's hard for them to be met yeah then like the shocking like aj styles debuting he debuted like number three so i think the the number 30 spot doesn't have to be the shocking moment anymore you know um all right what else is embrace the xa is wb uh alienating some fans by moving the entire network over to peacock for me i for me personally, I uh, never had a monthly subscription. I would just buy a network card every couple of months to watch pay-per-views. Now I have to uh, contemplate whether or not to subscribe to Peacock. Um, like, hey, man, if you have Xfinity, it's it's worked in, so you don't have to pay anything extra. So that's that's a plus. That's a that's a huge plus. Uh, and then he also says, is the tag team battle royal just a scenic route or scenic route uh, to set up Bucks versus Good Brothers? Possibly, man. Possibly. What about you? I mean, I don't know. That I mean, they, they teased it. That's kind of like the way that they were leading. So I, I could possibly see them go down that route. And because AEW is such like a quote-unquote sport, that it would make sense for FTR to be the number one contenders and have the next match, but they're not doing that. So I would assume they're going to go in a different direction. Absolutely. Like give, give that some time to breathe still because it, it would it, – even though it happened in November, it would still be kind of too fresh, in my opinion. Uh, speaking of AW, let's just move on to a Brandon. Let, let's run it down. What happened? Well, we will run down AEW a dynamite because apparently people had some technical difficulties, but I did not. Shout out DirecTV. We had Eddie Kingston take on Lance Archer, and Kingston actually won. He had all the help in the world. But he still won. I, I mean, the match itself I thought was was all right. It was good. Uh, I think it was good for Kingston to finally get a win because he's been taking so many losses that I think with him being in these mid to upper mid card type of matches, you kind of don't believe he's going to win, especially when he's been up against Pac and Archer, guys who probably never lose. But he gets this win, super dirty opening match. It's kind of it's definitely more of a storyline driven feud, which is usually what always Kingston is going to be in, anyways. But uh, continuing, I think with the Lance Archer face turn, stacking the odds against against him, but in the end, Archer is going to get one up on Kingston. Absolutely, uh, I, I saw it on YouTube because I didn't actually see it uh, when it happened. But uh, I think um, I, I think that you know this this really helped uh, Eddie. You know he needed to win. It doesn't really hurt Lance because you know like all all the help in the world, like you just said. Um, as Dolph Ziggler enters at number 19, um, a guy that looks like Dolph Ziggler wrestled on Dynamite last night, too. Yeah, we're, we're just going to, you know, hell of a transition. We're just going to jump all the way to that. He would be Ryan Nemeth. He looked just like Dolph Ziggler. I couldn't exactly put the reason behind it, but he just had like a, a Dolph Ziggler type of face. He went up yeah. against Hangman Adam Page, and Hangman won this as he should a little bit longer of a quote unquote squash match. Or I mean, I'd probably maybe call like a spotlight match because page is the bigger star. Uh, page gets the win. Matt Hardy was in pages quarter page. Didn't know about it until the end. And right after page turns down the dark order. Now he's almost in the exact same storyline where he's getting recruited by Matt Hardy. 
Absolutely, you know? He needs representation. Uh, Ryan Nemeth, yeah, man. I mean, he had the short blonde hair like Ziggler used to have, the the, the bright blue uh, short trunks, the white boots, called, him, called himself the Hollywood hunk. Dolph is from Hollywood, Florida. It just, it just worked. It worked. Definitely not milking his brother whatsoever. Oh, it's his brother! I think. We we need to we, we we need to I've I've met Dolph you know I he he didn't mention anything about a brother didn't mention anything about a brother not even in his stand up comedy set he didn't mention anything about a brother I, I need to find out I need to find out but I mean, it was it was a solid match you know he tried to do that a uh, long elevated DDT like his like like uh like Dolph his so called brother so called brother his lookalike you know they say everybody has a twin like you know back in in my youth people said I look like Carlton from the Fresh Prince. We might be twins. I don't know. I'll have to hit up Alfonso Ribeiro and find out. I do have a picture of a possible twin that works at a nearby grocery store. I, I, I need to see this, Brandon. Pull it up. Do you, do you have this picture now? Do you have this picture now? The, the do, world needs to see it. I do have it. I don't know if it's in my photos or if it's like deep in like a, my messages. Let's see. This is going to be great audio, Philip. So why don't you just tell the people what exactly is going on on Raw? You know what? While you tell them, talk about your favorite guy, Chris Jericho at MGF. They had a match against the Varsity Blondes. Uh, they did. They won. I did not see this. But um, I mean, of course, of course, the the tag team for the inner circle, my well, one of my celebrity friends, Chris Jericho and uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, they of, of course they won. Of course they beat the Varsity Blondes. I actually saw this um this video of MJF going back to his old high school. He graduated in 2014, like your boy. And uh, this is probably the nicest I've ever seen Maxwell. You know, he was kind. He was considerate. I mean, he's that way towards me when I was on his campaign. But it was it was it was, it was very interesting. And he, I, I found out the reason why. Can you see that? Oh my God! Oh oh my God! I'm gonna need you just I'm gonna need you to send I'm gonna need you to send that to me so I can get a get a really good look at it. Um, but yeah, man. side by side comparison. Side by side with me modeling him. Oh my god! Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, Edge, the rated R superstar. This is beautiful. This is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon, while we're talking about this rumble, thoughts on what? What was your reaction when Edge came out, man? You could see it on his face. You could see it in his eyes. Like, yes, I belong here. I've been away for almost nine years. I busted my ass at forty-five years old to be in the best shape of my goddamn life. What were your thoughts when this happened, man? Like, tell me. It was definitely a moment. We heard rumblings and possibility that Edge was going to come back. We didn't know exactly for sure, but it finally happened and just the crowd erupted. And this is what sucks about the Royal Rumble that's going to be coming up. We might have some big returns, some big surprises. We're not going to get that same like raw visceral reaction from the crowd. We might have it at home, but I always feel like the crowd in the arena is always kind of a vessel and gets me even more amped for what's going on uh, on the show. But Fantastic, especially Edge has a little soft spot in my heart. My mom's favorite wrestler. So seeing him come back, that was always fun. Going through my photos, I don't know if we can, uh, if I can show these or not, but you know, I have a lot of Bullet Cast uh, throwbacks. We have me and Philip back in the uh, in the studio as I whack this pencil out of his hand while I would used to be the Bullet Cast champion. Whoa, hey, hey, send me that. I, I need that. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm throwing then, on the you know deep cuts. We got Philip getting bit bit in the face. <laughs> what was your what was your thought when that happened, man? Uh, I was just sitting there in the corner with the other guy and just kind of shaking my head, just like, what the hell is going on here? 
Absolutely. Send me both of those. I, I love that, man. I love that. Yeah, dude, I was in a Starbucks when Ed, when Edge's music hit. And I met Abyss. Yes. Can't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but, you know, I, I met Abyss. I, I, met I, met a, I met Abyss as well. Abyss is a really nice guy, dude. Like, seriously, like, he's a, he's a really nice human being. He, he was super cool. It's a shame. It's a shame that that audio didn't work out because that that was that was a really good interview. That's one of my favorites that we've done. Like the content and that was super good. Maybe maybe if we could ever get him again, that then we could uh, do that again. But yeah, man, when Edge uh, when when he returned, man, I mean, I was in a Starbucks. I lost my mind. I'm not allowed to that Starbucks ever again because of the way I screamed. I was like, oh my god! You know, I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Back to AEW though. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jericho and MJF versus the Varsity Blondes? And, and by the way, I figured out why MJF has a great singing voice. Not only was he a state f- uh, football player, he was a state choir guy also. State choir boy. Look at like MJF. He, he went to multi-talented. State, he went to state all four years for choir. I didn't even know you could do that. I I mean, I assume there's probably some sort of competition for choir, but I didn't know like you can be as – is it like a single – like a singles championship or like a group championship? That's like a group. So like he has a state championship in, in singing. That's impressive, dude. That's cool. Anyways, I mean, the match itself was fine. Uh, Jericho actually hit a good lion salt, which are very few and far between at this point. So good for him. And MJF and Jericho win. Good match. They continue. They'd had a little segment with MJF and Sammy. Sammy continuing to doubt MJF and his motives. So continuing on with maybe everybody in the inner circle on board with MJF, but for the exception of Sammy. Moving on, we had Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he calls out Cody for an interview. We They ran a little interview or a little video package, something from Shaq on the TNT set. Uh, the emailer talked a little bit about it. He kind of calls out Cody, you know, name a place, name a time. He said then he names a place in time in March. And Cody kind of comes out. He responds and says, it was probably going to be Jade and Shaq against me and Brandy, but because Brandy's pregnant, unforeseen circumstances, blah, 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 blah. And then we get Red Velvet coming out and she kind of cuts a promo and she just kind of, you know, calls Jade the B word. And it's looking like Red Velvet's going to be the fill-in for Brandy. Kind of like if you just left Brandy in the dryer for a little bit too long. Wow. Are you saying all black people look alike, Brandon? No, it's just she's like she shrank. She shrank. Uh, Matt Riddle's making his way into the Royal Rumble, and I find it very, very funny because you know, um, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Brock Lesnar went up to Matt Riddle and said, "You're never working with me because of all the stuff that Riddle put on social media about wanting to like fight Goldberg and Brock Lesnar." So you know, Brock had to be out of the Rumble before Matt got in. Yeah, gotta love Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I mean the promo itself, it was it was all right. I mean I thought the promo from Cody was good. Red Velvet, she was intense, but I will say I I didn't like what uh, Ross said right afterwards because she said like cold hearted B, and then Ross was like she he repeated the line. He was like, oh that means she's serious. I'm like Ross, I, it's really hard for me to believe in Red Velvet right now because she barely got any TV time and then she finally gets something. And you just kind of undercut it with that one line. I did not like that. Yeah, I mean, it's oh man, Matt Riddle got eliminated by Baron Corbin as he should, as he should. Uh, Red Red Velvet needs work on the mic. You know, this is why we need a performance center, guys. This is this is this is why. This is exactly why. Yeah. 
I gave him a little bit of a pass because of the Brandy situation that this is definitely throwing out. Oh, we got a call on the bullet cast hotline. Oh, the bullet phone. Is, is it like the bat phone? Is it red when it, when it, when it rings? No, no, it has like a little orange light. Okay, I see, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had maybe the highlight of the show. We had Jungle Boy taking on Dax Harwood with Cash and Tully getting handcuffed to Luchasaurus. And in the end, I was correct. AEW felt the same way I did. Jungle Boy gets the win, taps out Dax in a stellar singles match between these two tag team wrestlers. I thought this was a very good match. I think Dax should have won. That's just my personal opinion. But, I mean, it, it, it adds some credibility to Jungle Boy. I mean, he beat um, one half of the uh, best tag team in the world. And I thought Jungle Boy should have won because all the odds, you know, everything is even. I think when all when it's a one-on-one singles match, more often than not, I think the babyface should get the win on the heel, and that's what happened here. And... I thought it was a stellar match. I heard rumblings that AEW was really excited for people to watch this show or to watch this match in particular. And I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. I love the wrestling between these two guys. And then Jungle Boy actually gets the tap out win. Didn't see that coming. I thought maybe more of a roll up was going to be what they're going to go with, but a straightforward tap out win. And then the the heels get one up on the baby faces by getting the beat down. We get Luchasaurus kind of crucified and he's dehorned. Absolutely. I, actually, I, I should. FTR is the fourth best tag team in the world. My mistake, ladies and gentlemen. I, I had to think about that real quick. They're there. So number one is Benjamin and uh and uh and uh, uh Cedric Alexander. They're the Raw tag team champions. Raw number one flagship show. So boom. And then Ziggler and Rude. That's the second best tag team in the world because they have the second set of titles. Then third would be the Young Bucks because they're the AW tag team champions. And then we get to FTR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. My what's going? On? Okay. I thought my network cut out. I got. I got scared. What else? What else, What else happened here? We had Team Taz destroying a merch stand because they had a merch stand outside the venue and just happens to have just Sting and Darby merch, and then Team Taz beats up on the poor merch guys, and they call out Sting and Darby. Sting and Darby also had a promo earlier on in the show where they were standing outside. I don't know some glass wall thingy majig and they break glass promo was fine by both of them but it wasn't mind-blowing absolutely it wasn't mind-blowing my something happened to my network it didn't cut out ladies and gentlemen oh man i'm, I'm sad now i'm sad boys. It, it got officially moved over to peacock <laughs> that's exactly what happened uh yeah they did they did start tearing up the merch stand huh um i, I guess sting and darby just do great work with the merch huh they have, they, have, they have great numbers. I mean, Sting had a record for most merch in a day until Brody Lee uh, just destroyed that. But uh, moving on, we had our one women's match of the show. Britt Baker takes on Shauna, Shana, Shana, I don't know. And Britt Baker gets the win, puts on the lockjaw for the win. Uh, Baker continues to beat down Shauna, and then uh, Thunder Rosa comes out and makes a save. Nobody gets hurt, that's all we can ask for exactly uh we have the sammy and mjf segment and in the main event we had the bullet club the biz clizz whatever you want to call them the young bucks and the good brothers take on the dark order in the end the bullet club gets the win with a Meltzer driver on Stu grayson and after the fact the young bucks cut a little bit of promo talking about that tag team battle royal and they explained that if we win we get to choose our opponents and that means anybody looked at the good brothers 
and fade to black. Yes, yes, fade to black. Not Alistair Black's finishing move, but a fade to black. Um, I, I thought the match was fine. You know, it uh, didn't uh, did, didn't did, didn't really uh, do it for me. But it was cool. It was, it was cool. It was decent. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's it, right? I thought it was a really good match. I think John Silver got a lot of shine in his like spot where he just was going crazy and kicking everybody. I thought that was a lot of fun. I continue to question exactly what's going on with the Young Bucks because they had a little segment at the beginning, or well, I guess we didn't fade the black there because we had like the beatdown angle or whatever with Ray Phoenix and uh, John Moxley, which we'll talk about a little bit, I guess. But uh, I think the Young Bucks, you know, I kind of say this every week. I don't exactly know where they're going because they're buddy buddies with the good brothers. But then when it comes to Kenny, Kenny's being standoffish and being Kenny to them. So don't know where they go on that front. I have no idea. My network came back on, ladies and gentlemen. Randy Orton is complimenting Edge's abs and how, how, how impressive he looks. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I'm out here watching uh, Kevin Owens cannonball everybody. Oh, man. And now powerbomb Drew McIntyre. Oh, oh, he got powerbombed. Oh, should, should I skip forward? Should I do that? I mean, you can do whatever you want. We got the big dog in the ring. Skip forward a little bit. Not the head of the table. It's the big dog. Yes, yes. This is pre. This is pre head of the table. And then Kevin uh, Owens gives the big dog a stunner. Maybe a pre a pre clue to what we're gonna see at this year's Royal Rumble. Wow. You, you, see, WWE is great at the storytelling. You people it's, just they, they, they planned this out a year in advance. They knew. Ab- I mean, they knew the pandemic was gonna happen and everything. Absolutely. See, they they were they, they they were well aware, ladies and gentlemen. As I watch Roman go post to post with McIntyre's skull, or maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Royal Rumble. You know that this match leads us to WrestleMania. So here we go. Like I said, you get two picks for each Rumble: one from Raw, one from SmackDown. We're starting off with the Women's Royal Rumble, Brandon. I will go first. My pick. From Friday Night SmackDown, I'm going with the EST of WWE. I'm going with Bianca Belair. And then from Monday Night Raw, I may regret this. I may not. I'm going Lana. You're going with Lana to win the Royal Rumble. Wife of of AEW star Miro. Absolutely. It's definitely a surprise pick. Yes, so I'm gonna yes. agree, I'm gonna agree with you on the SmackDown front. I think Bianca Belair, not like I don't think she's like the top person to win, but I think she's the one that makes the most sense. So I will go with Bianca Belair on SmackDown, and then for my Raw pick, I'm gonna go off the beaten path, and I will choose an NXT wrestler. I will go with Rhea Ripley as the surprise winner, and I think you can go a multitude of ways. You can have her face Oscar. You can have Charlotte beat Oscar and get to the rematch at WrestleMania. Maybe Sasha, but I, I think we're looking at Rhea Ripley. If she does win going on the raw side. All right. Oh, oh, is he going to, is he going to RKO him? Is he going to RKO Kevin Owens? You're way past this, aren't you? Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just gave him a stunner. Oh, stunner to Orton. Stunner to Orton. Um, stunner RKO. What's better, Brandon? It's always the stunner. I don't I'd 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 go RKO because you have to you have to set up the stunner. RKO you can just hit it out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere. So it makes it so great, you know. Oh, Alistair Black's coming in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the richest prize in the game. It is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The champion Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath, is going up against the WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> look, man, the last do it. The, do it. 
No, no, let's not do it. Let's not look. The the, the last couple championship matches Goldberg has had when he comes in as the challenger, he has won. We cannot do that here. We cannot do that here. Like you, it, it won't ruin Drew, but it's not going to be a good look. The internet will, will have a fit. The internet will be absolutely upset. So with that being said, I'm picking Drew McIntyre to beat uh, Goldberg. I'm going with Drew McIntyre as well. I think the one key is he had that promo on Raw, and he said he's going he's gonna to have this match for everyone who's been affected by COVID. And so when you say you're wrestling for COVID, you need to win the damn match. That's all I'm saying. I mean, but COVID changed everything for everybody. So maybe maybe Goldberg is the COVID for McIntyre, huh? But now, Co- you know, Drew McIntyre had COVID. So now he has the antibodies. He can go up against Goldberg and take Goldberg, him down. Goldberg is the UK variant, though. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, we don't. We, I mean, we don't. We don't have the. We don't have the research to exactly know what that does. So uh, 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 wait and see. Uh, apparently, you need one shot for the UK variant. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, Brandon, have you taken the vaccine? I'm not taking the vaccine. My aunt has because she oh. works at Kaiser. Okay. Have you gotten tested? I have. I luckily, I am one of the rare people who have never had to been te- have never had to been tested. You don't want to swab up your nose. That I'm. It's not that bad. It, it, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't hurt. Like, it's not like at the beginning of the pandemic where they shoved it to your brain. They, they, they go to about right here, if you can see right here, ladies and gentlemen. They, the twirl is the, the uncomfortable part. That's all. Hopefully my goal is to last the entire pandemic without getting a single test. Okay, okay. okay. That's my goal. Don't, okay. Don't, don't know because my bubble is kind of shrinking. Got some friends and people around me who have tested positive, so. Oh, oh God. Jesus. It's, it's, coming, it's coming for me. If you need to get tested, I will socially distance hold your hand. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. All right. Yes, 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 yes. There like we go. The Rock, hold my hand. Touch, touch my hand, people. Yes, you got that from. Do it for you. Got that for the American dream. Death the rules. All right, the women's tag team championships: Oscar and Charlotte Flair go up against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Brandon, who do you have? I, I, I don't know exactly. I think this one can go either which way. But I'm going to go with Asuka and Charlotte. Not confident, but I also can see them doing the breakup kind of out of nowhere between them. And then oh. they get the get the titles off of them. But I'm going to go with Asuka and Charlotte. Absolutely. I, I'm going with Asuka and Charlotte as well. I don't see uh, I don't see Jackson Baszler winning them again. I do not see that. All right. What is next up? We have the Universal Championship match. Kevin Owens is challenging the head of the table, our tribal chief, in a last man standing match for the Universal title. Look, man, we all know what's going to happen. Roman's winning this because, like, you you have to really think about it. Does Kevin really – does he really want to take the title off of Roman? Because if Roman's not at the top, then not only does Roman's family not eat, none of their families eat. Kevin Owens, by beating Roman Reigns, would be taking food off of his children's plate. Does he really want to do that? Does he really want to do that? We shall see. But I will go with Roman to get the win. It's the last man standing. You can sort of kind of protect uh, Kevin Owens in this. But I'm never the biggest fan of last man standing matches because I feel like it always hurts the ebb and flow of the match. But 
Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez did have a, a really nice last woman standing match on NXT a few weeks ago. So I'm hoping they can do the same here. We're probably going to get some like big spot that really right. Not like writes off Kevin Owens, but is the reason why he's down for the 10 count. Absolutely. I thought they should have had a just one-on-one and Roman should have beat him clean. You know, before Roman loses the title, he's just got to start laying out fools with, with no help. Like, he's just got to start choking out people with that choke. That's what has to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Men's Royal Rumble. And if other matches are announced um, before we get to Sunday, you know, I'll get the, I'll get the picks from uh, Huey and Brandon, and we'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work that out. It is the Men's Royal Rumble. It's the, the most important Rumble match because, you know, it, it decides who's, who's going to Mania in the main event for the, for the world title. So, with that being said, from the Raw side, I will be picking Keith Lee. I want to bask in his glory. And from the SmackDown side, like John Cena did ahead of their SummerSlam 2013 clash, I select Daniel Bryan. Well, yeah. once again, we're going to be agreeing on the SmackDown front because I feel like I do this every year. This time, I know I say that I think maybe every single time, check the tape. Every time we do a, a wrestle or a Royal Rumble preview, I always pick Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. But this time, it's actually going to happen. Daniel Bryan's winning the Royal Rumble. I'm not, I mean, I will pick somebody else, but that's my pick pick to win the whole thing. And if we're going on the Raw side, you picked a big, beefy boy, Keith Lee. I'm going to pick another big, beefy boy. He's going to come back. He's on comeback season. I'm going Braun Strowman. Really? I have, no the... inside inf- I have no inside information about what his, what his injury is, but I'm going to pick Braun Strowman. You're going the monster among men, a former Intercontinental Tag Team and Universal Champion to win the Royal Rumble. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. All right. So, so far, these are our picks, ladies and gentlemen. Let me write yours down. You said Daniel Bryan, and you said Braun Strowman. All right, here we go. So I had Bianca Belair or Lana, <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre, Oscar and Flair, and uh, Roman, and then I have Daniel Bryan and Keith Lee. You have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. You have Drew McIntyre, Oscar, Flair, Roman, and Daniel Bryan and Braun Strowman. Wow. All right, man. It all comes down to the Rumble matches. If, it, it, if it our does. out there picks, if Lana is the winner, or if Keith Lee is the winner, then you win. Rhea Ripley and Braun Strowman is the winner, then I win. Absolutely. Or, you know, baby Huey, we don't know. We, we don't have his picks yet. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Edge no. is back. Is there a possibility Edge wins? No. I think if Edge gets a title match, it would be like SummerSlam type deal. And then what do we see with Randy Orton and or The Fiend? Uh, do we see well, the return a, of the fiend? That's that's a good thing. You can't. You don't want to cross over storylines because then it gets convoluted with Randy and his edge thing, and then uh, the fiend thing. Yeah, I think the fiend like somehow cost Randy the the rumble. He didn't. He didn't wear that ridiculous mask this week, but he has like burn marks. He he RKO'd Alexa Bliss. How, how do you feel about uh, the the fairy eating that RKO? Hate to see it, but I I I'm a little worried that possibly Alexa Bliss could win the Royal Rumble. I don't like what they're doing with Asuka right now. It's very similar to what The Fiend and Seth Rollins did, like in The Fiend's first real feud, where you have Asuka is like this big unstoppable force, and then she's just cowering to Alexa Bliss because she has black lipstick on. 
Absolutely, yeah. You're right, you're right. As I watch everybody take turns with Seth Rollins, Jesus. Oh, oh Claymore to the face of Seth Rollins by the 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 current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. And Rollins is eliminated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Superstar Spotlight, we'll wait till the Rumble. We'll wait till we do prediction, or not or, or recap for that. All right, promo pick of the week. Ric Flair after the 92 Royal Rumble when he wins the WWE title with the tear in my eye. This is the single greatest moment of my life. So beautiful, so iconic. You just love it. I just, I just love it. It's so magical. I love it. I love it to death. Yeah, an iconic post-Rumble win promo. I mean, people will say, and I think it's definitely up there, one of, if not the best, Royal Rumble of all time, 1992. Uh, the first Rumble for the title, Ric Flair gets it done. And um, I mean, if you haven't seen this promo, you probably have, but definitely go out of your way and watch this. Absolutely. Brennan, what's our close match pick of the week? So we will pick a Royal Rumble match. It's the first time we've done it this year. Uh, earlier on, the emailer asked us what our favorite Royal Rumble is. This is my favorite, but this one definitely does have a special place in my heart. It is Royal Rumble 2011. This is the biggest Royal Rumble ever with 40 men. Yes. Uh, what culture thinks CM Punk should have won this Royal Rumble? And I tend to agree with them. You have... Uh, the Miz being the champion at the time, but I think you could have done, you know, an in-between feud where John Cena gets the title and you could have done CM Punk. No, I, I think you could still do Miz Cena. I think you could have done uh, Edge Edge and Punk. That would have been more compelling in my opinion. I mean, that could have, that could have been more compelling, but in the end, Alberto de Rio did get the win. But the reason why this has a special place in my heart is because I always talk about it. I had a little, little hiatus from wrestling, from 2009 to about 2011, but my friend was having a little watch along watch party for the Royal Rumble. And I decided to go over. This was the show. They got me back into wrestling. I watch it, fell in love with CM Punk. And here we are. So if it wasn't for the 2011 Royal Rumble, I might not be doing this podcast right now. Absolutely. CM Punk just celebrated his 70 year anniversary away from WWE away from wrestling in general. Cause you know, 2014 Royal Rumble, which, it it gets uh it it gets flack because of who won that one, uh that was his last match. Could, what 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 Rumble has more heat? I mean I know Roman got booed out of the building, but I mean Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the 2014 Royal Rumble, so it's like, you know, I would probably say the 2014 Rumble is infamous, the Batista one, just because everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win and he wasn't even in the match. Poor Rey Mysterio at number 30. I mean, when we talked about the thirties, like that's honestly like the last 30th entrance I can remember is Rey Mysterio when he came out to just everyone boot him because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. And then, I mean, it just kind of had that long strain of bad finishes, which you have 14 with Batista winning 15 with uh, Roman Reigns winning and then 16 with triple H winning the title. I mean, that one was kind of, People kind of liked it because it wasn't a Roman, but I mean, it, they kind of got back on track these last few years with uh, Drew, Seth, and Nakamura, but uh, there was a definitely a, a stretch there in the mid-2010s where they were uh, not on their best. And it, you can even date back to 2012, where I thought Chris Jericho should have won the Royal Rumble instead of Sheamus. Yeah, you know, they, they, what culture talked about that too. They, uh, they, they thought he should have won the Royal Rumble, which... That would have made more sense, in my opinion. I mean, you still could have gotten Seamus, uh, Seamus, 
Brian for what happened. And, you know, it would have gave the, the match between Punk and Jericho a little bit more oomph. Because, uh, I mean, you know, this is when Jericho wasn't even talking. He was just showing up and not saying a word, which was it was really compelling. Because, like, what is he, what is he got to speak? Because Jericho would never shut up. Claymore to Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. Drew McIntyre wins the 2020 Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. You know, Roman, like he said, he's the most uh, important Royal Rumble competitor the last, like, five or six years. He's right. He's right. For moments like that. It happened for Drew, happened for Shinsuke, happened for Randy. You know, for moments like that, ladies and gentlemen. It's because people don't want him to win. So anyone but Roman, which is kind of funny because if you go back to that 2014 Royal Rumble, everyone wanted Roman to win instead of Batista. And then, and then you know what? This is the problem. Vince listened to like, okay, next year he's going to be the guy. And then you people booed him. You people booed him for years. And then it took this man having a deadly illness leukemia for you people to cheer him so when you fans get back in arenas don't cheer him no nah, i want roman to tear y'all to shreds i can't wait for that actually when he like y'all y'all want to cheer me it took me having leukemia for y'all to cheer me don't cheer me you know i, I can't wait for that i really can't yeah i am interested to see how this roman will do in front of a crowd i mean there's always going to be those people who booed roman which will now cheer him because he's a bad guy but i think for the most part he's going to get the right type of heat Roman, I never had a problem with you. I, I've always loved you from the Shield days. I always thought you were fantastic. I never booed you, Roman. You know, let me get a seat at the table, bud. Let me get a seat at the table. I'll sit right next to Tamina or Naya, whichever one. Whichever one has an open seat next to him, I'll sit right there. We can chop it up. I'll let the Wild Samoans tell me stories from uh, their days in Picola. Used to live there. You no, know, used to go to the same high school as Roman and the Usos. Did you know that? Did you know that? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a good buddy of mine, he had the same locker that Trent Richardson had. Met Trent Richardson, too, at a, at a football game at a Scamby. Really nice guy. Super nice dude. You know? They didn't name the football field after him because, you know, Emmett Smith went there, too. A lot of greats went to that school, man. You know, Roman of the Usos, Trent, Emmett Smith, me. You know? And just you know, this keeps on going. It does. You know, then I, then I came out here to Mount Eden, and, you know, like, they're going to they're gonna name – they might as well name the, the wrestling room after me eventually, you know, when the podcast blows up. You feels me at a Royal. They're going to name something after you. Yeah. They're going to name the photography room after me. Okay. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be the Tanguma cinema club or something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Absolutely. All right. Ladies Tanguma and- dark room. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, fo- uh, that's the end of the rumble. Follow us on Twitter. at bullet Instagram, low bullet YouTube channel, low bullet Email us bullet with the number two sweet as WET at gmail.com. Uh, 104.7 FM KAPU in Watsonville every Friday night from 11 p.m. to midnight. iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. iHeartRadio Anchor Spot of the Patreon. We're all over the damn place. Uh, Cindy, you know, she threw she threw out a tweet uh, telling people to go to subscribe to the vault because we are her bosses. Yes. Yes. I mean, am I her boss too? I thought I was just like, I thought you're the boss and I'm just, you know, I'm just a part of it. I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Stay just here so I won't get fined. Absolutely. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone Messiah. This Sunday, Royal Rumble recap, because we are soon on the road to WrestleMania. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.